Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ, I'm here with Dan and Colin, and uh, we're fresh off the 2023 NFL Draft. How are you guys feeling? Well... After NFL Christmas? Uh, I mean, Shane didn't disappoint. I mean, he's he, he did things that we thought he would do. He... I had a feeling there'd be some trades. Uh, you saw that. That was cool. And they all made sense. We had enough draft picks where it was fine to get rid of some of them. And I think the moves that were made were worth it. I think it was very, uh, it's an exciting time in Giants land. And it's been a long time since we've been able to consistently say that. So it's just more reasons to be excited about this upcoming season. Yeah. I think uh, getting rid of some of those picks hurt a lot less because we can't afford any of yeah. the picks really. <laughs> but it, it it was one of the you know second best draft in memory since last year's uh it i mean if you look at uh our mock drafts the week before is essentially the same exact pattern that we did for the first three rounds which was awesome yeah. um and then uh you know the guys that picked in the in the late rounds are all interesting dudes that i probably didn't know most of them um but Apparently, you look into it; they're all sort of freaky attribute dudes. So, um, I trust the, I trust I trust these guys, you know, implicitly. So, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it was, that's, it was great. It, it's Go funny ahead. you say that, Dan, about uh, the fact that the first three rounds were exactly. I, I was so ingrained in it that I I thought that that was how it was going to go automatically. And in years past, that wouldn't go that way. It would always be like some random player. Uh, that we just don't understand or we never even really studied up on, but it actually fit what we thought was going to happen, which was pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, TJ? Uh, well, I, you know, I did thought depending on how the board went and, and being that four wide outs went straight in a row in the first round, I thought mm. if one of those guys had fallen, they might have gone wide receiver in the first round. Um, that being said, I'm really happy they didn't. And they did trade up um, to get banks. So it could have been possible. That's who they were targeting the whole time. Um, and I, I love, I love all, I love a lot of the picks. I think they're good. The, the only really gripe I have is um, I do love the Jalen Hyatt's a giant, but I don't know if giving up a fourth round pick to move up for him was. Well, we'll get into idea. it. Get into but it. we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Let's just, uh, while we're here, please follow big blue United Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us. BBU pod boys of the Z on Twitter. I want to let you guys know I did an experiment the other day. I made a new Twitter just out of, you know, just to see what was up. Okay. And I went on and it was like, who should you follow? And it was just every right wing commentary and Elon Musk. Mm, so that's, yeah. that's what they're promoting now, um, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and, uh, and our sponsor today is Next Evo Naturals. And Next Evo is Naturals is a CBD company. Um, they have a technology called SmartZorb technology, which optimizes CBD for better bioavailability so your body can absorb more of it. CBD is oil-soluble, which means it's hard for the human body to absorb. So I guess other CBD um, products will usually uh, dissolve it in water. But if you know, you're familiar with cannabinoids at all, you know that you need fat to dissolve those in. So they use the same concept you might use to you know, uh, make an edible of, of other, other variety of cannabinoids, if you're familiar with those sort of things. And if you've ever done that, you know that oil is what's going to make it potent. So the right idea from these guys here. And um, they make a ton of different stuff. They got capsules, gummies, edibles, creams, dissolvable powders. It's good for stress, sleep, focus, recovery, daily wellness. You can check out the website, yeah. nextevo.com. Um, I got a couple of these guys. I don't know. Did you guys get the same thing as me? Yeah, I took a, I took a stress reliever uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, I got stress, pure CBD, sleep support CBD. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're the kind of guy like me who's uh, just an anxious ball of wreck pretty much 90% <laughs> of their life, uh, I would highly recommend these products to you. Yeah. Next, evo.com. N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. For those of you not watching on the YouTubes. I'm going to try to say it every episode now. YouTubes. Um, let's get into it. Start round one. Well, um, Deontay Banks, pick 24. Uh, moved before up to 24. What do you want? Do you want to get into something else? Well, before talking about him in particular, I just I want to I just want to touch on the fact that uh, what we were reading about Shane working with the Bills and uh, well the the Jaguars and then the Bills were involved and like that whole the awareness and and knowing that it it was it was certain that that pick the twenty fifth pick uh, or the pick right behind us was going to get moved was. I don't know, just so damn ingenious, and it's just it's one it's one position up. It was it that big of a of a haul to give up? No, not really. I, I think it was a he went into this thinking that he was going to throw some stuff around, and he did. But the, anyway, uh, Deontay Banks, yeah, I, I mean, the physical freakness is uh, the number one thing that you could see there. Um, four four three five forty. I mean. He's six one. What is it? Six one, six two, something like that. Six one. Yeah, six two hundred five. Two hundred pounds. Yeah. I mean, and he's a, a a press man guy, which is like a, in the image of Wink. It's it's exactly what we needed. I think not only are they looking for him to partner up with Adoree Jackson, but that he's the future. He's the guy who takes over for Adoree when he leaves and becomes the next, uh, you know. Uh, you know, veteran guy in the room there that will take guys under his wing. That's just what they're looking at. And the guy's got tons of attitude and confidence in himself as he should. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on him. Yeah. I think uh, it was an interesting, you know, circumstance where, where they acquired him, you know, the, the run on wide receiver that happened right before the giants pick with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Zay flowers, Jordan Addison going in a row. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw the rumor coming out about the Giants targeting Zay Flowers. Um, I believe it. Yeah. What? No, Which, I didn't. I didn't hear that. What happened? Uh, there's there's something that came out today talking about how the Giants were targeting Zay Flowers and looking to see maybe moving up for him in the first to get him. Um, and like TJ said, I, I'm sort of glad they didn't. Uh, yeah. I do think they they like Flowers more than a lot of other options. You know, if they like, you know, look at Josh Downs. He went in the third round. And if he was sort of comparable to Zay Flowers, I think there's something distinguishing about Zay Flowers. Um, that being said, Deontay Banks is something that someone that I dr- mock drafted last week. Um, great pick, fits the scheme. Wink looked pretty pumped. Oh. You like to see that. Um, as they say, he's a sticky corner. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think there's an argument to be made. He might be the second best pure corner in the draft. Um, you know, you put. I'd probably put Christian Gonzalez ahead of him as a, as a pure corner. But the thing with uh, Devin Weatherspoon is he, he's sort of a more of a slot uh, type corner from what I, I, I've i read. Um, and Which we, is so really interesting knew. to see how where he went. I mean, that's kind of crazy for slot. But well, he's he's like, like a, his skills translate to the outside. Yeah, too. I think he can do anything. He's he's okay. a freak. And, but he's yeah. like he's a guy that like lays the hammer as well. Mm. Um Anyway, yeah, uh, I think Deontay Banks physically 
had like the RAS score of like 9.9, uh, can do anything. I think there is a bit of concern about the amount of penalties he had in college, but the assumption is you like that attitude and the, the play hard style and, you know, roll with some of those penalties, but also clean a bunch of them up. Um, and you got to love a guy that can start immediately and has a ton of upside. So it's a home run hit, home run steal almost at this for this spot. Oh, another thing I want to note is uh, people were apparently upset that they didn't take Joey Porter Jr. here. I think <clears throat> I think the way this move worked is clear. They had way different grades on Joey Porter. They're way different players. I think the Giants had a huge preference on Deontay Banks mm-hmm. versus Joey Porter. And I, I think from what we read in pre-draft, their skill set is much different. So um, I'm not worried about Joey Porter being – Greater missing out on that. Hey, he went to the Steelers. That's a great story in itself. Sure. Yeah, well, Steelers we had were, a great draft. So yeah. Colin and I did went to MetLife Stadium for the for the draft party. And after that pick, we were ecstatic. And there was a bit of contention in the stadium because people wanted Joey Porter Jr. One guy was like, Well, terrible pick, terrible pick. I was like, Who did you want? He's like Joey Porter Jr. I was like, Why don't you just trust in your GM? He had a higher grade on this guy. And the guy was like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Walked away. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, but but before I get into Devontae, uh, De, I'm sorry, Deontay Banks, I just want to say that that stadium experience is awesome. Colin and I toured the locker room. Um, I got to see uh, where Dexter Lawrence takes a shit, which is awesome. <laughs> um, that was the highlight of the time. And, uh, you know, a question we drank yeah. beer on the 50 yard line. It was, it was dope. I had a great time. Did you guys like get to check out the stalls or did you just? No. Put your head in. They had no, the bathroom. The, yeah, they had the bathroom roped off with a big oh. curtain. But I went back there anyway because I was like, I, I need to see it. I got to see it. All right. I just thinking about they can't have normal toilets there. Oh, they were bigger. I, wish I could have saw the toilet. The toilet has to be bigger. You can't put the a, stalls were bigger. Three hundred seventy stalls were bigger. Man. Yeah, Colin and I drink. Well, I know like, the stalls are bigger, but the bowl itself <laughs> has to be bigger, right? You have to be more structurally sound, at least. Yeah. Colin and I drank like enough beers where we probably saw every toilet in MetLife Stadium that, that would allow us to get to. <laughs> we, um, but we, yeah, we, we definitely were, we made it a point to uh, use celebrate. the bathroom as much as possible. We are actually 55 years old. That's, um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Prostate is the size of a golf ball. I mean, a, a softball, <laughs> sweetheart. Um, oh. All right, let me get into banks here. Um, I, you know, what you guys said, obviously fast, strong, long, all cool. He's going to be a press corner on the line. Um, we know that um, he's great at doing jams on the line with wide receivers. That's something he excels at in this game. Another thing I think people don't give him credit for is that because they didn't run a ton of zone at Maryland, you didn't really see a lot of film on it. But I, I spent some time watching some film on him today, and he can play zone quite well. He might actually be better in the zone than he is covering man-to-man just because it gives him a little more option to be creative when he's kind mm-hmm. of looking around there. Um there are, there are times I will mention a couple more knocks, I think, just because, you know, he has yeah. stuff to improve on, especially like with his technique and things like that. There, there are times when he, he loses at the longest scrimmage where Dan mentioned it before, um, the penalties. But the penalties aren't like of the scrappy variety. He just like gets beat and tackles the dude. So <laughs> he's really going to have to like, you know, work on that, especially also if he gets beat at the line, he, he's super fast, so, which is great. But he tends to overcompensate a little bit by giving too much cushion which hurts him on some of the comeback routes. So another thing he's going to have to clean up. Um, he, he obviously has great recovery speed. So, I mean, it's just the amount of like sort of diagnosing these things. So I think like having more awareness and more instinct in man-to-man coverage, which will come with coaching, obviously, will really bring this guy to the next level. I mean, I, I love the pick. 
versatile, great dude. I'm really excited that he's on the team, and I'm excited to see him be a corner on the outside, number one corner for this team for a long time. And and thank thank all that is uh, holy of of football gods that um, we have the coaching staff to actually take something as, as someone as as uh, talented as this and actually make him better. And we have confidence in that. I mean, I mean, all draft prospects are going to be a work. They're rookies. I mean, when I point out the things that he needs to improve upon, I'm not, you know, I'm, this is just what I saw in the film. I'm not trying to like get down on anybody or anything like mm-hmm. that. He's going to start from day, from week one. Absolutely. Well, he will start. and that that's uh, that was a main point I took away from from this draft as well. It, it's very possible that all three of these first round, first through third round picks may be starters. Which I don't, totally I don't remember the last time the Giants had a draft where you really felt that way i mean definitely the first two rounds yeah yeah you have to imagine which uh let's get into uh msb or john michael schmidt uh second round 57th overall minnesota center love this pick guys how are you feeling what's msb uh uh i can't really get into the details right now but if you ever heard us say msb we're just it's jms msb we just kind of had a couple beers and uh, and a few laughs and mixed up the initials. So, and, you know. I thought you were saying MSP Midnight Slaughter Party, Colin. Oh no, no, band. that's that's good too. Yeah, but um, that's a great well, name for a band. We, it's going to be a great band one day. Well, that's that's a fact. Um, but TJ, I have to actually acknowledge the fact that we prophesized the pick happening by giving. Oh yeah, we did. Pick. We did. We we called this. I think in the middle of the of the second round. Yeah, at least just yeah. by. Uh, pure nature of just talking shit about every player because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we knew it and I'm really happy. This was a guy I did not think would be available at all. So for us to get him at the end of this or the end of the second round is wonderful. I mean, total steal, uh, steal of the draft potentially, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are countless uh, articles that I've already read where, where people were just like, if the giants drafted this dude at 25 and no one would bat an eye. Yeah. Nope. He was frequently mocked to us in the first round. Um, and I guess he's arguably the best center in the draft. He's certainly the most pure center in the draft. Everyone else was like a guard slash center. He's just a center, um, which is a position of you know, probably the second most valuable position on the offensive line. Um, you don't want to mess around with that. You can start right away. And, and he's really a steal, not only because he's a good player, but for, the fit like we that was that's a value and a need um and a great spot so i mean there's not it's such a great pick there's not a ton to say uh i think we expect him and he by all accounts will be the starting center on in week one he immediately fortifies the middle of the line and when we look at what happened around the around the the conference especially in dallas and and uh philadelphia we're gonna need some capable people on the interior of our offensive line. Cause things are getting very scary very quickly. I'm, I, I'm not allowing myself to get scared. I, th- th- let's build on us. Let's <laughs> focus on, on us right now. Don't get down on yourself before we're even close to August. So I'm not down on it. I'm just saying it's a, it's a ferocious fronts there. Good. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> or, yeah. I mean, you know, we can, we can, you know, jerk off the Eagles all you want, Dan, but it's the Giants podcast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything about the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. You're I'm saying we just need people to save 
you know, our franchise quarterback's life now. Here's the question. Speaking of which, uh, do you think that uh, John Michael uh, just forcibly Jinglehammer. just just says, hey, Daniel, I'm moving in. I don't care what you think. I'm moving in. We're going to get to know each other now. To my he home? On the door and he yeah. just, here's all my crap. Move me in, Dan. I mean, I think that'd be beneficial as long as he pays for groceries. I think they could work something out. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got a fat paycheck. He can pay for groceries at least. Yeah, um, and, yeah I'll toughen he, him up. I'll teach him how to live on the East Coast. Uh, we'll get him running some hills. Yeah, um, mowing the lawn. Maybe I know. I know how to put on a lot of weight so I can ensure that he stays fat. <laughs> Just the cheesiest, fattiest foods of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is John Michael, by the way. Like, oh yeah, Arrested Development. And George Michael. It's John Michael. It's not John. Yeah, John Michael. Jean-Michel. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. Just like that. You know, my only my only detraction from this pick is that he is 24. Yeah, he's um, old. So, you know, his, his window is a little smaller. That being said, you know, he's had more time to work yeah. on his game. So if you really – he's not the most athletic dude, but if you really watch him play, like his technique is NFL ready yeah. already, which I and think good, is what people loved about him. So Good centers can play a while too. Yeah, I mean, I was watching some, some film on him, and he – he dominates, man. He he dominates, you know, both the pass and run game. He really has moves. He really has like, he has everything you need to be successful in the NFL almost right away. Yeah, actually, we should do a, a center corner as a, as a former center, you know, a, a master oh, yeah. of the craft, TJ. Yeah, you, real recognize real kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I, I was also a master of leverage from my time uh, wrestling, <laughs> just like John Michael. So we have a lot in common. You you. You definitely didn't wrestle ever, did you? Uh yeah, and I was also not a master of leverage, Colin, either. So yeah, that's 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 very true. Very good. Point. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, my, my favorite pick of the draft for sure. And I and yeah. I think the other thing that that's great about having like a, a surefire center there, you know, maybe if we want a Steve Avila or he wasn't available to us at the, at the spot, but then we're still not totally set on what's going to happen with the offensive line. There's still a question. Is he going to play guard? Are we going to put him to center? Now we know we have our center, which frees up everyone that was going to play center for the Giants, which are all guard slash centers, to focus on filling out those two guard spots, which are going to be critical. Um, And how great is it? Instead of having to look at the three positions of the interior line, you're just looking at the two guards now. It's so much easier to focus in on getting some talent and some people up to speed with the playbook in there. You have to to feel – better about the offensive line this year than you have maybe in the last man. I don't even want to say 10 off seasons, but possibly 10 off seasons. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, and whatever Glowinski and Lemieux are probably going to be those two guys. And I think both of them are serviceable enough. Um, it all, it all comes down to Evan Neal again next year, just his yeah. development. We'll see about that. But obviously we have weeks and weeks and weeks to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. Want to move on to the third round here, Jalen Hyatt. Certainly. Yeah. Third round. Pick 73, uh, Tennessee wide receiver. Um, if there's anything I, I know, it's that the Giants clearly have a type of wide receiver they like, you know, considering that Cedric Tillman, a guy who you, you think would be a little bit more of a different body to add to the room, went right after them. Um, and they traded up even with a fourth round pick for Hyatt. Um, obviously, the guy's fast. I mean, what do you, what do you think about the rest of his skill set? Well, I, I think uh, they made a point of they, they showed that clip uh, in the last couple of days of him speaking to one of the, these Cowboys coaches about running routes. Um, and 
the Cowboys coach was super sarcastic about like, I guess the perception is, is that he's not that great and his tree wasn't very extensive over the years. But I think this guy is coming in the NFL wanting to show that he can run anything and, and remember anything. And I think just the, the, uh, there's been a theme with almost all of the players that I've seen where, I mean, I know it doesn't mean much, but like uh, when they're, they've been interviewed, their answers were very telling. They seem to, um, I don't know. They just wanted to get focused in on, on becoming part of this team, like getting into the fabric of this team. And like, that was, I don't know. It, it's nice things to hear like that, that just kind of like put in perspective that these guys are hungry. And this is another character that's certainly hungry. Uh, he probably thought he should have went a hell of a lot earlier. Um, super fast. I mean, he had that one game against Alabama this past season. That was absurd. What he had five touchdowns or something. Five in touchdowns, it? it just yep. seemed like, he was put on a rocket every time he was running around away from people like he was on another planet. Um, and I, we haven't had a guy like that in a very long time. I mean, someone who's just this fast, I, I don't recall. I mean, Slayton is fast, but you know, we know he can't. You're really talking about this like guy's a, another level fast. Yeah. He's which, like the fastest guy on the field when he's on the field. Yeah. You know? And I not think, in the NFL that probably not every NFL game, but quite a few of them, I bet he will be. Yeah. And what's perfect about this position and especially with all of a sudden we have quite a bit of people in this wide receiver room, including the undrafted guys that we'll talk about next week. But uh, there's a lot of talent there and there's going to be a lot of competition to the point where there's probably going to be people cut from this team that we won't expect to. So hundred percent having him, sprinkled in early on they'll probably use him for not gadget stuff but I, i'd say like very specific scripted plays uh specifically for him uh i think it'll be like an easy start like that and you'll see him get used more throughout the season depending on how he takes on the, the uh, playbook but i I'm, I'm pumped on it he's another physical freak yeah he uh I, I i'm excited for the pick i think it's a value pick he wasn't one of my wide receivers um, that, that I, I had really wanted just because of the questions about him move, running most of his routes from the slot and not having to face press coverage and, you know, his ability to get, get around that kind of physical uh, defending. Um, but what he does is something that we don't have. Like you guys are alluding to it's just the ability to take the top off of the defense and stretch the field, which really no one on our team can do in like a true sense. Um, a lot of more quick than, than deep speed kind of guys. Yeah. Um, but he's a prolific wide receiver. He won what's it called the Blintikoff award. Yeah. Um, you know, did nothing to produce. And I, I feel like, you know, something at least we can say for the first three guys is well, what's the giants motto now? Tough, smart, dependable. Yep. Like all these guys are that it, it seems they're all about ball. Um, I forgot where I saw it or where I heard it, but they said that he's like a true, um, student of the game, for lack of a better term. Cool. He knows he knows all the routes. He knows all the plays. Like he's he's very much about it. He's not just running go routes and like I mean that's what he did a lot of because mm-hmm. they couldn't defend him. And so why are you gonna just just keep doing it if you score five touchdowns against Alabama? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you know we probably preferred Tillman and you know maybe a, a few other guys on the list. Um. But. Again, it was a strange, strange wide receiver class. A lot of slight dudes. He is a, what up to one eighty five now, and he thinks he's going to play like one ninety five or something like that, which is fine. 
Yeah. Uh, he said he won't lose any speed. He was born with it. Something like that. When people ask him about putting on weight, maybe it was Maybelline. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> sure. That, was, that joke should die. Um, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad tank Dell went like three spots ahead of, ahead of him. Cause I could have seen that maybe going for the yeah. giants, uh, an even tinier human, but yeah. we're, we're obviously after something. And I, I just think, with what we the weapons we have on offense now, between him and um, you know more like Wandell and Waller, there's like a lot of different flavors to be accountable for. Um, and again, creativity of our offensive minds, we should be able to do cool stuff as long as we have a, a nice clean pocket because because DJ needs a clean pocket to work. Yes, he does. Move around a little bit outside. I mean, I you know, it's it. You guys say like we don't have a, a, any fast guys on the team. We kind of just only have small fast guys. I mean, maybe not as fast as this guy, but you know, it's interesting. I think I, when you keep looking at them getting guys like this, like you have to imagine that they're going to run a lot of quick passing um, and a lot of like yak. And I think yeah. a lot of a lot of those pick plays, which they got called on a, a few times in the last year, well, Hyatt is a, see a, yak a lot guy. more of that. Um, yeah, I mean, well, depending on, on what you he, see he just, from him, he can do a few things. Like, he he obviously, he can burn. He's got a good double move. He has, like, a good kind of plant and go sort of thing he can do, and he uses that to kind of fake out wide receivers on comeback routes and stuff like that. But he can get yak on short routes, too. I think really where his detraction is is, is the intermediate routes. Um, he does look lazy. They don't look crisp. Um, there, there's, a, there's not a lot he can do in terms of like the whole route tree right now. But I think again, this coaching staff works wonders. And I think that you're going to see, you know, him come and be coached up and really, you know, fulfill like his, his destiny of being a true good number one wide receiver or number two wide receiver. Um, and, you know, you say like the knocks about the slot, but he also like, they put him out wide plenty of times. And like a lot of those like stacked up sets, you know what I'm saying? It was like one wide receiver behind the other. Yeah. So maybe he's still he, off the line, you know, like yeah, he's behind he, the other he guy. He might need somebody out with him wide, you know, or or maybe more use in like a four or five receiver sets earlier on in his career. Well, yeah. But I mean, um, I think overall, just even if he doesn't catch the ball a lot, just having him on the field and how fast he is, you know, you're going to have to have safety help over the top for him. Um, so, I mean, that's just going to really open up other parts of the offense for you too. And I'm really looking forward to uh, him and Banks going against each other in practice because that's, you know, a great matchup of two real burners, you know, going up against each other. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to John Michael Schmidt's first Dexter Lawrence at practice. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll have a welcome to the NFL moment where he gets jacked up real hard. You know who Hyatt reminds me of, based on almost nothing, is Dominic Hickson. Yeah, I could see that. They bring that kind of flavor. Um, Um, I mean, Hickson was more of a, a lunch pail guy, though first i mean yeah he's not as highly like but still like tall and and fast um sort of well that's a, a funny point actually because jalen Hyatt should uh, get himself ready for possibly doing some special teams if he wants to break into this lineup i mean i think yeah. they should put him in situations that are maybe not what he's seen since high school you know see like what how kind of special it. teams like returning um maybe gunner no maybe they're, gunner. Not gonna put him in. they're not gonna get him injured playing gunner he's not a six round pick no i think uh, i think you have the gunner in the in the the last pick is that yeah his, uh, i mean i mean you could, he's gonna name. be thrown in there all these guys are gonna be thrown in there at least in training camp to see what they can do in, in situations sure. they're not used to that's I always how they do this they gotta, does, they, it, 
he might like because when he when when Hyatt hit one of the one of the other parts of the game that, that isn't great is like when he gets jammed up on the line, like he he has a lot of problems like getting open after that. So perfect. Maybe he perfect won't be on special teams, or maybe he will be to to kind of get himself out of that. So I'm, well, I'm actually really happy he's going to gain some weight. That's great. Well, that's what I mean. Like the, this whole thing, you know how NFL coaches do with rookies. They throw them in this, these situations to see how they, if, how much they're going to sweat, how much they're going to deal with it, how much they're going to bitch and moan. You know, that's a real testing period early on, and I think that you're you're going to see that. I mean, we don't see it as much from the videos and stuff like that, but you'll see it happening. That's how they they try to get under these guys' skin and see what they're they're really made of. So, the real question is is, is Colin, what number do you want him to wear? Oh, well, I mean, he's holding a shirt that says 84, and I don't hate it. I really I don't. Think, I think they said he's, he's not, that's not going to be his number. He's a teens guy. He's got to be a teens guy. Yeah. How many more do we have? We're running out of teens. Yeah, running out of teens, man. We got to go you, in the Well, wide receivers can be single digits as well, right? I, yeah, I think so. But we don't, don't have, think any, we have any of those either. either. Yeah. Double zero. Ugh. Well, speaking of return men. Is it, isn't I, a gray a zero? Well, I was just yeah. about to say. Oh, good transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Paris Campbell is going to be zero. He, it's already been announced. That that's, that's sort of dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on yeah. that. He was one in the Colts, and he's coming to zero here. Which Is, is this the fun. first year they're allowing zero? Yes. Love that. Yeah. I hope there's double zero as well. That'd be a sick so, number for Dexter, too. Bet on zero. Green. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, Eric Gray knew nothing about this man prior to the draft at all. Didn't research him at all. Knew nothing. Oh. From what I have, I knew a bit from him. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I wasn't interested. I didn't think he was the kind of running back that we would end up going for, especially at this point in the draft, which was the biggest surprise of the draft for me, is that we went running back this early. But I mean, what I have read in the last couple of days is that this guy could be. I mean, let's have you know the Dave Meggett reincarnate right now. You know, like I, I would love a little shifty, fast um, running back that can possibly. Be a punt returner. What's his sign of size and weight? Yeah, uh, he doesn't have one. He's, he, he doesn't Let's have. Now he's like five ten, two something. He's not yeah. that big. He's he's actually what he reminds me the most of is like an Arian Foster kind of guy, um, or Demarco Murray's a good a good comp. Maybe those guys are a little bit better than he is athletically, but yeah, yeah. it's sort of like that one cut sort of yep kind of workhorse yeah. sort of guy. Like just someone, he's a good receiver like, though. Yeah, he is too, but I feel like, you know, he's the kind of guy that's going to get you, like, he's going to average five yards a carry in the NFL. He's not going to score a lot of touchdowns, like, break break home runs or anything, but, like, if you just kind of watch how he plays, he has really good vision. He follows his blockers. Like, he's a smart guy, but he's not athletic enough to, like, really break out in the second level. But, like, a workhorse back for sure. So and As Dan said, can catch in the backfield, so no reason he really can't be a three-down back in the NFL. So... Well, he definitely won't be at first. Apparently, that he wasn't in in college that much, so it would be hard for him to. I don't know about his too. pass blocking. I, I didn't yeah. see any pass blocking on the on the video I watched today about him. Could could this be our new Orleans Darkwa type character? That mm. seems to fit that mold of what you're talking about. I, I, I think, think they're going to replace Saquon with him. Yeah, so do I. I think I he's think... he's got more skill than Orleans Darkwa. He's Agreed. more of like an athlete than than that one, at least coming out of school. Yeah. Well. I mean, let's replace him. Let's get rid of uh I feel Don't. like Gray yeah. is the greatest example of just like picking up a solid dude in the fifth round that can start in the NFL for how you know, until his rookie contract's over and then you just pick the next guy in the fifth round over yeah. and over again until yeah. you know, you win the Super Bowl. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Or you could do what the Eagles did and spend $3 million on, on, on Sanders and DeAndre Swift, Swift and, uh, you know, not worry about, you know, spending $12 million on one guy. Yeah. Well, which I don't, wouldn't, don't even throw that out there. We haven't done it yet. You sent that thing that they're trying to, let's say, they're starting to talk again. It's going to be the same crap. You know, it's going to be like, hey, I'm Saquon's agent. Can you give us $17 million? And Shane's <laughs> just going to be like, why did you call me right now? Why don't you come and call me back when you have a brain in your head? Because that's not happening. Is that the same? He's got the same agent that got Antonio uh, Brown signed to the Ravens. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw yeah. that one. Yeah. Where Antonio Brown posted on Twitter. Yeah, that I saw that. The Ravens, even <laughs> yeah. though he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and the first comment is just a crack pipe. I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was it? An MRI? MRI. MRI. <laughs> it's actually sad. I don't know. We yeah. should be laughing, but. Not great. Get help, bro. Yeah. You're not playing in the NFL ever again. Nope. TJ, okay. this, is, this is the words you're looking for um, from Lance Zerline on his review of Eric Gray. Gray won't be a home run hitter, which he said, um, but his short area burst and oily hips. Oily o- hips. Nice. Open access to the entire field with cuts coming suddenly at unpredictable angles. Is that Ooh. corn oil? I think so. Peanut butter? Exclusively. Peanut oil? Mm. It's, I, don't, I don't think it's olive oil. He no, doesn't no, seem no, to no. be a, a paisan. Yeah. Um, oh, the other, the other first quote I saw of him uh, for him was from NFL Draft Buzz. Gray runs with violence. He's capable of thrashing through tacklers, and Gray has the natural balance to withstand contact. Like, to yeah, see I that. mean, if there's one thing I noticed um, in the video I was watching him today is that basically the first guy that tries to hit him misses every time. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, and he also falls forward a lot too. So when I say like averaging four or five yards of carry, it's not because yeah. he's like barreling people over anything. He's just going to make one cut, get up, fall forward, mm. you know, Great. give you some, give you a short second down. That's, I think, you know, is, is very valuable in a runner in the NFL. Rare it, blend funny. of balance and agility and instincts. All, all of these, like, I've read a lot of things where they, people talk about him as if he's slight, but like, I mean, I mean, he's listed at, as 5'11", yeah. 212, so that doesn't sound super slight to me. So Sounds maybe pretty it's just, standard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a little bit less because... I mean, there are a lot of running backs that are like 225, but... That's true. How big is Saquon? He's like 232 or he's, something. Yeah, I was going to so. say about the same height, but just a little bit heavier. Uh-huh. He just has like bigger uh, bigger uh, lower body than a lot of dudes have. Mm-hmm. And also big quads. You know, the fact that we drafted him where we did does certainly reinforce the idea that they can think of uh, at least the future of being someone to lean on when Saquon is inevitably not here anymore. I, I could, I could see that and then share the load with wh- whoever else we have on the, on the squad at that point. Yeah. Gary Brightwell. Season. I want to yeah. see an Eric Gray, Gary Brightwell, one, two punch. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Enough about, enough about running backs. Cause Dan might start getting really upset if we keep talking about running backs. Um, let's go to the next, next pick. Round. Trey Hawkins, one, two, three, six round pick number two Oh nine cornerback from old dominion. Um, Kind of a similar corner to to Banks physically, um, just in terms of being you know six one one ninety and ran a four three nine forty. So you can you can see they're trying to get somewhere in the corner spot. I mean I don't know if this is going to be a guy who ever starts, but you'd think that it's someone in a later round that you see is kind of physically gifted that you add to your defense in the hopes that you could kind of coach him up to a higher level. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, he he's known for. 
his size, weight, measurables, 6'3", 195, 4'3", 940, um, good three-cone. Uh, the one real thing I heard about him is that he's got, like, sort of, I guess, among scouts, like a really incredible highlight film, hmm. like really, like, jaw-dropping. And then when you watch, like, the actual game film, it's like, oh, he needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I well, think, how is how could that be then? Is it just like he's got like he's got some flashes. amazing physical got it. skills that makes him do a bunch of awesome plays, but mm-hmm. everything in between is like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> um, could you see him, especially with his size? Uh, do you think they're having any sort of thought on a on a, a kind of uh, a fluidity to what yeah, they're looking at him positionally? Yeah, yeah, could, yeah. So that's the hundred. That's the number one thing I think is that yeah. he fits the mold physically. Mm. Of what they're looking for at the position, yeah. Going to need someone to cover tight ends, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, spe- probably just starts on special teams or you know potential yeah. practice squad guy even yeah. earlier on in his career. But yeah. you know, Break- I think I think teams like that go after sort of players like him in the later rounds. Take a shot at someone who's got you know. I think Dan, did you say this earlier? You know, give a give a shot at guys that are just really physically gifted. Yeah. And then see what you can do with them. Yeah. That's what smart team smart teams do in the later rounds. You know? I mean, I think that's the end of like our analysis. Like we neither none of us heard of him before the draft. We know his measurables. He looks freaky. Mm-hmm. All for it. Yeah. Just like a, a very valuable position, very rare skill set. Sign me up. Like give, give it the best shot. It's better than taking some guy that's 26 and will be like a a third string guy for sure. This guy, who knows? He could be, you know, Enough. like that. That dude, they dude got um from uh the Seahawks last year. What's his name? That cornerback that's six three. That was like a converted wide receiver. That's like one of the top cornerbacks in the league right now. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, the guy on Seattle? Yeah, Tarek Woodley. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said the guy we got from Seattle. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dope. The guy's really yeah. good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um. I think Wink has a specific body type and Shane's just throwing stuff at him because I think, you know, that's the main reason why the Giants defense wasn't as successful as it could have been because it really relies on having great cover corners on the outside, which we did not have. Um, And they have plenty of guys that can play in the slot, but they don't have a ton of guys that can play outside. So I think bringing anybody in, um, you know, young, fast, strong, do it. No reason not to. Tyreek Woolen. That's the name. Tyreek Woolen. I'm sorry. 6'4", 110, 210. Yeah, he's a big, big corner. I like yeah. that. Yeah, he's good. He's like top. He's like top three in the NFL now, isn't he? I don't. I mean, he, he had an insane like rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, rookie year. Eh? He's good. Um, let's move on to Jordan Riley, not Jordan, but Jordan Riley. Uh, pick seven, two forty three, defensive tackle, Oregon. Obviously six five three thirty. He's a big man. Um, what do you guys feel about this pick? Um. I feel like this is the ultimate who the hell knows what we're actually going to get out of this guy. I think this is super flyer situation. I think with everything that we've added to the interior defensive line in this off season, this is another piece, another wrinkle of uh, some talent, some possible upside and throwing them into the fire and seeing how he does with all these other guys. I think uh, given the, obvious uh lack of depth that we had at the position it was key to go into this draft and get at least one player to shore things up and you know he's another massive guy 
I love the idea of adding more size to a defense that was utterly pathetic against the run last year when we had certain players out. You can't depend on uh, Williams or, or, or Sexy Dexy to be there constantly. You need to give these guys, uh, in the words of a former uh, gym teacher of ours, give them a blow. And if you can give them a blow, well, then we can continue to stop the run. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm into it. I, I think it was um, Bobby Skinner maybe was just saying that like he could be good, but he really needs to get stronger mm. um, to elevate his game. So I did watch a couple of videos uh, for him, and he, you know, he doesn't seem like he is a very athletic guy or really like a disruptor. More so, he's going to take up space. No, that's tackle. what he can do. Just a big yeah, dude. Exactly. Give free technique, no tackle, take up space. Let the linebackers do the work. Probably contribute on special teams. But apparently, um, if you know, I, I, I like talking Giants. I, I respect Bobby's opinion. So if if, if he kind of says that you know, some more strength and conditioning can really elevate this guy to another level, maybe that's you know what Shane and crew was looking at when they picked him up because otherwise it doesn't really seem like he has a great skill set, but again, like seventh round pick, you know, it is what it is. There's been a theme in this draft. I think it's, it's the supreme confidence of being able to coach up uh, possible good players um, and, you know, depending on it and, and just believing in themselves about being able to do so. I mean, this guy's huge, uh, get him to be serviceable and he's just another cog in the whole wheel and you, th- you throw him in there and, you know, Clog up some holes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't have anything on him. I, yeah. I, I know nothing. All right, cool. Uh, last pick, we did uh, Javarius for the G. Javarius Owens, pick seven to 54, safety from Houston. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he was former teammates with Thomas McGahee's son at Houston, who's a tight end. Huh. So, in my mind, I think this is a pure special teams pickup where he played a lot at Houston, uh, where he excelled in Houston. So I think maybe you just see him playing special teams. I don't know how much you're ever going to see him um, really lining up at safety, actually. Well, I mean, he is another – it's another versatility guy. He's a cornerback convert to safety. So, you know, at least he can play multiple positions depending on the package that's possibly needed. Maybe he's thrown in there on a, on a big uh, DB front. Who knows? But yeah, I, I, I do like the idea of targeting the end of the draft to go uh, special teams specific because, you know, that's where that talent lies. So, yeah, I mean, hey, think about it. How many times did we talk about how the special teams was kind of crap last year? Yep. And people forget yep. about that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big point to um, get some talent where these guys are they're going to be cutting their teeth they're going to want to break into like the defensive room and and actually get some snaps there and what better way to do it than show that you can contribute on special teams and we need we need the help so i'm into it yeah i think uh you know this is a this is a fine one from everything i've read you know decent uh player athletic um had a good did a good job at houston uh, he's a Juco player, so, you know, he, he's he got to want it to a certain degree to, to make his way all the way up there. Um, yeah, a good size, 6'1", 200 pounds. Uh, I think he's old, though, but whatever. It's weird with COVID years and everything. Can't really... 95 years old. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's on uh, Social Security already. <laughs> um, he's got his AARP card. Yeah. 
Um, he's 23. Yeah, he's the same age as Eric Gray. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you can read all these things online. It says he does all the stuff that's great, but then you know the the things that are the weak side that is like he's like robotic and stiff and uh, inefficient. So you're like, okay, I don't I don't know what any of this means. Uh, I'll, seventh I'll, I'll round t- pick. Yeah. yeah, seventh round <laughs> pick. Uh, make this guy a gunner, not Jalen Hyatt. You know, <laughs> agreed. Um, so that'll that'll wrap up the whole draft class. I, next week we'll we'll talk about some free agents and, and some more about the draft. Um, but anything else you guys want to add tonight? Do you have like an overall feeling after the draft? Did we did um, we kill it? Yes, I think we killed it. Yeah, for sure. I think I might have liked taking a shot on another offensive lineman in one of the, in the sixth or seventh round. Sure. Um, but that's pretty nitpicky. Uh, gotta believe they know what they got and and they needed to fill these holes with they got these guys in the later rounds but uh i mean ecstatic yeah it, it, it's such a pleasure not being like immediately depressed after a draft <laughs> like we've had like six years of, of sheer bang your head against a wall after the draft for the next like three months and then now it's more like oh i can't wait to see what these guys do not like i can't wait to watch these guys fail to prove that i'm right that everyone that runs our team is an idiot <laughs> I mean, um, the first three rounds, you have to imagine you have it potentially three starters, three starters um, at least two starters and a heavy contributor. Um, you know, giving up that fourth round pick was my least favorite part, but I think if Jalen Hyatt obviously pans out, then it was definitely worth it. Um, yeah. So hard to kind of judge that right now. But overall, I like the great pick too. I like all the picks. I like Trey Hawkins. Yeah. The last two picks, you know, are seventh round picks, compensatory ones, so super late in the draft. They should probably just be, you know, pieces that are in the camp or bodies or not. But really, the first, you know, six guys we got, I'm, 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 or four, four, five guys we got, I think are all going to contribute at some point. Yeah. As long as a Jomo isn't a stud, I think I'll be pretty happy this draft. Mm. <laughs> favorite player of all time from this draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, guys, for that, thanks for listening. You can follow uh, Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You follow us, DBU Podboys with a Z on Twitter. Don't forget to track, check out nextevo.com for all your CBD product needs. N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. I'm going to take and one right now. Yeah, you might as well. Thank yeah. you. Um, and we'll be back next week or the week after to uh, talk a little uh, undraft free agents. Thank you. Have a good night. Get some oily hips. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs>